All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth-building market insights. Hi, I'm Matt Schreiber, and this is Bull Bear Radio. It's season three, episode number six. Uh, Dividend Doctor, you in the house? Dividend Doctor's here. Yo, so... Bull Bear Radio, uh, man. Yeah, man. So uh, we got some bull markets. We got some bear markets. What you thinking, Don? You thinking we... Which way is this market going? It's up lately. Hey, I'm rooting for a bull market. How about you? Me too. I'm I'm rooting for a bull market, man. Let's get that bull market running, man. You know, but, you know, hey, we got some PEs trailing around 24,000 on the Dow. Let's get it there. Whoa, okay. Come on, bring it. Well, we'd have to take a couple of thousand point moves higher. You think, no problem, man. Think we could do it this summer? We could. I think there's some Last summer we did it. Interesting. Last summer into the fall, man, thousand points, thousand points. It was yeah. like every day. The market every went two up weeks. Yeah. Every two weeks we get a thousand points. Easy. Rec- record moves, man. Hopefully we get we that. Get that Speaking back. of record on, moves, man. guess what got some love the last week? Russell 2000, baby. He's moving. Smith stocks, baby. Those small and mid-cap stocks. Moving. Printing those huge earnings. Yeah. We've been talking the about S&P. it. We've been talking it forever, but for they have been moving. Time. They're starting to get some love. They were going now more than the S&P. Hey, man. Now they're Shoof. moving. Now they're moving. Well, you want to jump on that train, man. Trump trade wars. A little progress this past week or so. It looked grim. Looked like the Chinese weren't going to come to the bargaining table, but yeah. all of a sudden, Monday you, morning, we got Secretary a truce. Secretary of the Treasury, Stephen Mnuchin. And that Larry, says, Larry, Larry Kudlow, dude. Trump wars. CNBC. No way. No way. No way. No gonna way. Going to put it on pause. We got a deal. We're going to table it. So they're going to buy some agricultural products and maybe some commodities and some other stuff, which is principally pretty darn good, right? And they're going to work on a long-term deal. Man, they cut the tariff. On automobiles from 25 to 15. Huge. And I hear all this talk about, oh, the EU is really going to get tough on the trade talks. Dude, we've been chronicling this over the last couple of podcasts. Chronicling. Chronicling. Oh, man. Ooh, get your dictionary (laughs) out, man. So the earnings and revenue in the European Union. Not looking so good. Not looking so good. Yep. Where's they, my I, where, where's where's they, my GDP growth? They need us more than we need them right now. They're in in trouble, man. The DAX last time I checked is negative earnings and revenue. Uh, they've got these stricter. I love cars, man, but you know they've got these strict emission standards over there, and you know all over of the here. All well over here, but over there they got even tighter, and they're trying to pop out all the cars over there. And there's no inventory in the United States, and all of these European car manufacturers. What's their fastest growing marketplace? The U.S. Yep, and they're not selling any cars there this year. Well, they're selling fewer. Not good. Listen, not good for business. Even, not good for earnings. Even the the biggest eurozone cheerleader of them all, Ooh, Mario cars. Mario Draghi is starting to get worried because you really you, he's got negative interest rates. Draghi's in the doldrums. Huh? And, you know, they're, they're still doing QE, and there's no growth. growth. The growth is... It's missing. It's missing. It went on vacation. Sure 
So look, it moved. Yeah, yeah. So let's switch back ears to the United States of America, right? Consumer staples kind of been a laggard lately, and it's because a lot of these big companies. Campbell's was in the headlines, right? Um, big shakeup. It is the. 15th CEO to get ousted or move along in like the last year, for God's sakes, from one of these big, you know, consumer staple companies. Right, yeah. right. And I think it's because Americans, just generally speaking, they're more in tune with what's in their food these days. They don't want the preservatives. They want the good stuff. Do you think these big companies can make a comeback? I think so. I think they have a pretty large capital bases. And so they have the wherewithal to be able to you know, uh, change their business models. They just haven't really seen the need. You know, um, they're starting to feel some pain they, now. They're feeling the need, yeah, the man. need for speed, man. Need, need for speed, yeah, baby. Yeah, they got to make a, they got to make a comeback quick. They, they're so, definitely on the highway the, to danger zone. They are, and the Campbell's guys and the General Mills guys have all said, "Look, we got to really get with the program here," and everything is like on the table for review here in terms of trying to get back to growth. Yeah, I think what they have to do is they have to buy some of the new age, you know, food companies. Uh, you know, food is going to be really a hot sector for M&A takeover, I predict. You know, those consumer staple areas, well, you know, they're just going to, they're going to Well, you got a deal in China up, because, you know? man, they need food. They got a lot of people, they need food. It's pretty simple, right? But, you know, hey, another big company been in the news a ton lately and for good reason macy's right oh man talk baby. about big company comeback. that's making a comeback, a comeback man. Baby. holy cow now this is a company that we have owned in places so full disclosure there we still we, own it we we gotta own be this loving stock. me some macy's but you know this is a great example of one of those companies us. that that was getting killed yeah closing killed stores yep People are saying, hey, this thing's going to go the way of Sears. Macy is going, Macy's is going to die the same death. It's inevitable. If they don't innovate, they're going to have problems. And, and, and uh, you know, same-store sales rose in the first quarter 3.9% from a year earlier and by 4.2%, including licensed departments, like a Macy's, you know, department that's somewhere. I mean, this is good stuff, man. They they were like dead on arrival a year ago. So great. They've been quick and nimble here. Profits rose 78% in in Q1. That's pretty darn good. And um, what company was that? That's Macy's, dude. Macy's had Macy's. 78% increase in profits? Yeah. You got to be kidding me. I was shocked when I read this story. This is this is Wall Street Journal, you know, uh, a couple of days ago, last week maybe, right? And the cool thing was, right at the end of the story, you want, so we want to talk about innovation? The company said earlier this month that it bought a New York City concept store called Story that changes what it's selling and it's designed every four to eight weeks. So they're trying to keep, you know, pace with the changing consumer demands these New days. New age merchandising. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, this is this is crazy. Hey, you know, you might want to go in and touch and, and see some of this merchandise in per person. You know, clicking on the internet doesn't, you know, you got to send a lot of crap back. Well, the, the, the ladies like to do that, I think, these days. People like to know dudes aren't what spending buying. what they used to spend, but you yeah, know, come on, got to know what you own. You know, you, you got to go out Yikes. and look at this stuff. So, uh, speaking of the consumer, right? 
the consumer here a little bit of a, a trillion dollars in credit card debt, all-time record. Did you know that? Matt, you should stop spending some that much money. Ah, man, I'm, I'm trying to bolster the economy here, okay? Man, that's a lot. And, a trillion and, dollars and, in credit card and debt. And look. Oh, man. Look, I, I don't know that I'd talk about that on, uh, you know, the radio show here. Well, maybe, maybe you know, some of the folks that are listening, take a couple, a look at a couple of our products, maybe. You know, we've got a couple of good ones we out need, there. We need some funding. And I need some <laughs> funding to keep spending on my credit card, you know, because it's tough to really support the economy here. You know, someone's got to do it, though. Someone's got to do it. So a trillion dollars in in debt, which is huge. The thing is, consumer debt is a trillion bucks, trillion bucks. Right. So credit card balance, all time high, all time high. Whoa. And the, the thing here is credit card losses have been mostly rising over the last two years. How high? What are we at? Uh, Does it say? You know, it's 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 increasing uh, the most since the second quarter of 2013, and it's a 3.5 percent rise uh, in uh, write-offs. Okay, so we got three and a half percent write-off or default rate. Yeah, and it's rising. Good. It's not rising. Good. When it gets to five percent, we're in big trouble. It's it's rising. Well, you know, you get above five percent, and you're going back the way of where we were in the financial crisis. Yeah, so you don't want to see that, but it's slowly creeping up here after a a low in 2013. And you know what? Probably goes back to that wages thing. The, the increase in wages, right? That's been minuscule. A big piece of that is, you know, minimum wages on the rise, guys. Yeah, but, you know, the other thing is, is that the Fed is pushing on these folks that have accumulated this debt to be good citizens and spend some money. You know, yeah, I mean, we yeah, need but the they're, ra- they're raising rates. But they're raising rates, man. It's going to get tougher and tougher and tougher Every for these people to pay the bills. Every single quarter point rate hike Whoa. jumps credit card rates a lot, not a little, and it makes these folks, you know, they got... They're not going to be able to cover the cash flow unless, just for the interest. Unless the wages rise, right? And yeah, do you well, think we can get that to keep this spending going, this record I so. spending? I think that wages are going to continue to rise modestly, moderately over the next year or two. We're not going to get any super acceleration in wages. But, you know, I think that everybody's going to do a little bit better with uh, the U.S. economy trucking along here. Yeah. And you know what's trucking along again? Small and mid-cap stocks. We're back to small and mid-cap stocks. You know why back to small and mid-cap stocks? Well, I got to... You know, you got to call them Smitties. Well, (laughs) The Smits, you know, the the Smitties. Well, a lot of volatility. They're pushing higher in prices. This is great, right? Um, Profits are up, you know, big for these companies. The thing is, what a lot of these uh, small and mid-cap companies are finding, especially for the consumer, right, is that the middle-income consumers, they're finally starting to spend. It's not the people at the top end spending. It's that the people in the middle, right, are starting to spend. In fact, you know, consumers are confident in the U.S. economy right now, and you know, Malibu boats. You know Malibu boats, right? Man, I know Malibu I, boats. I, love, I like the boats. I'd like to buy me a boat, right? And a truck to pull it. Yeah, I know. And and speaking of that, you know, Ford, you know, they're only going to make trucks anymore. But look, Malibu boats said, uh, they gotta, they check gotta, this out. Uh, they're listed. They're a listed company. Shares of Malibu boats are up 47% this year. Whoa. 
And that's because Boats. people are buying me a boat, man. I, I, I'm, feeling I'm, left I'm feeling left out, hey. man. You know, hey, well, get that you know, credit card, that, get that credit card out, man. That's one of these, uh, you know, small mid cap companies that actually is doing pretty well. It would seem, or or better, right? That's that's not a cheap boat, by the way. And and it's you've looked. America, yeah, you've looked. You got Ameri this dialed in, right? American worker, dude. Yeah, hey, it's on his wish list. You know. Look, man. You know, I I don't have me a boat, and I don't have a truck to pull it. Well, maybe I got a truck to pull it, but, um, you know, dude, uh, a stinking you know boat that can create waves anytime you want them to surf on sounds like a really good idea to me. Now the listeners don't know, but I like to surf. And that's, you know, I do it sometimes. Behind a boat with a perpetual wave, what could be better? That would be great. It's like perfect. Did you, you see? surf for a half the, hour. By the way, did you see? Straight on. Dude. Straight away. I need to get get myself, um, get me, me, jeez, oh, I can't even talk. I got to get. getting excited, folks. I got to get me in touch with uh, Chip and Joanna. Did you know they, they built a wave park in Waco, Texas? Doesn't surprise me. Like, dude, like with barrels and the whole thing, it's like, let's go get tubed, man. You know what's totally tubular, I've though? I've been to Waco, Texas. The stock and I have market to tell when you, it's going I have up. To, I have to tell you, if there's a wave park in Waco, Texas, it's happened recently. You know what's in Waco, Texas? Nothing. But cheap houses in a wave park, dude. It's like, great. You don't even have to buy a boat. What happens when Chip and Joanna take a vacation and leave town? I don't Does know. Does the whole man. town just fold up? I, I, maybe. I don't know. They might be the whole dang thing. You never know. So, you know, the Russell 2000's doing great. Fundamentals are doing awesome. Um, you know, the Russell 2000, year-to-date through a couple of days ago, up 5.3%. Five. Now. Whoa, 5. whoa, whoa. 5.3. The S&P's only up 1.8. Whoa. I was reading the other day. It's right there, and, and that's what it was. But, you know, it's up a little bit more since then, I think. So, Smitties are uh, hot, man. Anyway, uh, got to get me some Smitties. Hey, listen, Smith you want to know what's maybe exciting? Maybe I'll be able to buy a boat. You want to know what's exciting? What? We're... we're Last week, right, we got 93% of companies reporting. Mm -hmm. Earnings are killer. Are killer. Totally tubular. Right? 78% yep. of the companies reporting have exceeded expectations. I mean, like almost 80%. The There's highest highest rate of exceeds ever. No wipeouts here. Right? And 77% of the companies reporting have exceeded on revenue. And you know, I'm more excited well, about the revenue than I am about the earnings because revenues will tell you if companies are going to do well in terms of printing next, earnings next, next couple quarter. of quarters, right? And so, I'm looking at next quarter and you know, people are worried that this was peak earnings. I don't think so. Dude, With the I revenue growth that we just to grow see, here, it, dude. And more on that right after I, the break. Earnings are going to look good, man. Oh, that was a little loud. Sorry about that. Maybe they can take that take that down for us but we'll be right back and while while you're waiting for us you know we'll have a little like uh you know fun about one of our products here but check us out on twitter and linkedin and all that kind of stuff wbi president wbi ceo check us out on linkedin and by the way if you're not subscribed to the podcast by now get it done Want to enhance your portfolios? WBI has revolutionized the traditional separately managed account to bring you the enhanced SMA. WBI utilizes its own suite of ETFs as the building blocks of the SMA to provide opportunity for greater tax efficiency and other benefits that wouldn't be available in the traditional SMA due to cost considerations and other limitations. Learn more at WBIinvestments.com. 
Any investment involves risk, including the possibility of loss. Please listen to important information at the end of this podcast. Yeah, and so we're back. So look, man, you know, it seems like the president's getting some stuff done. Man, there's a couple of hiccups here and there. There's some tough talk, right? But it seems like they're getting some stuff done. I, hey, mean, I think so. You know, we got movement on a lot of stuff. We got the trade stuff moving. Maybe NAFTA, we get a deal. Well, we got tax cuts, right? I mean, come on, we, well, we got, got tax, tax cuts. cuts. When we I say all kinds of good stuff, Trump, hey, listen, you know, they're taking down Dodd Frank. They're taking it apart piece by piece. Well, Vogel, banks the are going to be in good shape, right? So they might be able to commit some capital to trading again, which would really help because you know what. 88% of the money that's invested in ETFs is with three issuers, three companies, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, man. They got all the money. And did you know that They're like that's the, almost $4 trillion? To, to, to the other uh, uh, companies that are trying to compete, those guys are like, like the, the Death Star, the, dude. They're like the Death Star or the apocalypse of the three horsemen kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're I mean, bad. It's, it's rough, dude. It is. It's rough. So, so anyway. They took I mean, in got, 88% of the cash so far. Yeah, over the last few years. I mean, oh, that's how they went from no money to a ton of money. And listen, there's And by the way, there's still another $5 trillion that they also have that's in index funds, in and, mutual funds. And you know it's something? It's all pegged to the same yeah, stuff, listen, dude. The, the passive index thing is, you know, at best a head fake, at worst a half truth. Right, a well, half truth, dude. When when somebody tells you a ha half the truth, what's the half the truth, man? It's a lie. No, but what is it? The what's what's the half truth that the market always goes up yeah, and it never goes that, down, that low or cost, what? That get that buying low cost passive index product that has always really outperforms. Good, always outperforms. It looks good in a bull market cycle, but it has exactly the wrong thing that you don't want in a bear market. It could be like taking money out to the backyard and throwing it on a bonfire. So it Cheapest is. Cheapest way to lose money. You know, there have been a, a consensus of opinion that you know the most expensive financial decision you might ever make is focusing on the low cost factor and that's as opposed to losing half or more than half your money in a bear market look, because it goes down with the index. And Jamie, look, I'm talk I talk to a lot of advisors every day and I hear, you know, oh, the market's never going to go down big again. We're never going to get a bear market. I think it's only going to go down 10 or 15%, you know, the next time it goes down. I'm like, dude, the trailing P is 24, average is 15. Just do the simple math. 24 to 15 is like a, a good 30 to 40% correction, man. Come on. You know, and by the way, you, you the, average the average bear market, bear market from since peak 1870, to there's been 19 of them, 64% decline. 63, 64%, man. It's a lot. It's People a lot. don't understand. People don't understand, man. And listen. Because, uh, you know, it's not rocket science. A 24 to 15 is almost a 40% move, the, but you get to bear market PEs. What are they, Don? The S&P was like a, only down 57% from like high 12. to low in the financial crisis. It could be a lot worse. Like the NASDAQ was down well, Jamie Diamond's in the dot-com bubble, Jamie Diamond's, down 80%. Jamie Diamond's freaking out. Letting his shareholders. Jamie Diamond. This last quarter, CEO, 20, pages 21 to 24, it's a good read. CEO of, of right? the largest bank in the world. Of the largest bank in the world, J.P. Morgan. In my personal opinion. Brilliant, dude. Brilliant. He gets, uh, he gets it. He gets top honors as maybe the best CEO of the last 10 or 20 years. Yeah. He's good. He's good, man. And and What's so, he worried about? Well, he's worried about, right, there's the nine 
$1.1 trillion or whatever is, you know, pegged to index funds, <laughs> ETFs, mutual funds. That was, that was a real dividend doctor. Explosion. And this thing's going to blow apart. Yeah. Well, there's the a thing, liquidity trap. The event. thing is, every, when people start selling, this is going to get ugly. Well, the thing is, everybody gets their account value, the and percentage those, that they were down, and the money that they've lost every single day. When the market goes down 15, 20 percent, they're going to start to panic. And you know what, Dodd Frank? And when there's a run on the bank, Dodd yep. Frank prevented prevents those large capitalized banks from they committing used to come the capital. In, they used to come they were in the buyer. and be the buyer of last resort and slow the market declines down so that people could get their footing. They'd stop acting in a panic type thing. Give the markets time, right? Right. The banks precluded are precluded Can't from do doing it. that anymore. He says, look, we got a bad rap for that, but and and we saved it last and time. We of, bailed out the financial system. And then, yeah, we needed a bailout, but we were the guys who made it so it didn't go to zero. We stood in the middle of the fray, in the heat itself of the fire, and we saved the system. Yep. Right? Helped save the system. Yep. Along with the Treasury and and Ben Bernanke, in my opinion. So you could buy a boat and a truck to pull it. But he said, you know, we can't do that anymore. Yep. The government took our ability to do that. And when this thing goes apart, when it blows apart this time, oh boy, it could be. Yeah, we're not going to be there, guys. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, we're not going to be there. It's what we're worried about. So look. And you know something? The passive index products. Yep. They're not going to help you. They're going to hurt you. Jack don't got your back, dude. Jack does not have your back. So, you know, what What are advisors and clients supposed to do? Any passive index product has looked great for the last nine, almost 10 years in a bull market recovery, and, but it is not going to look good when the worm turns and it goes into a bear way, market. Nobody, nobody gets it, man. We've been in a low volume, low volume, uh, uh, you know, trading volume environment. Look, the 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 vol, hey, Mario the standard Draghi deviation, gets it. the roller coaster ride for the S&P 500 it's a 9% move on either side of the line for the last few years, man. It's it's nothing. It's usually 15, 16, or, tw- you Close know, almost 20. 20. It's almost 20. It depends. Historically. Right. 18 and change. 18, 19, somewhere in that range, right? If it's a lower vol environment, that'd usually be like a 15 or 16. But right now we're in this, like... It, it, volatility's been quashed, even though it was up big in Q1. Well, You're talking f- a 3% move instead of a no percent move. You know, I mean, with zero, 0% interest rates, there was a Bernanke put in the marketplace that turned into a Yellen put. Basically, Which, don't fight the, the Fed. Fed. The Fed had your back. They were cutting and holding interest rates. Meanwhile, quantitative corporate easing. fundamentals went. And guess what? They're not doing that anymore. The Fed does not have they don't got your back, back either dude you know but corporations are doing great we've got tax cuts we should move higher here but the fed as you said last week is probably our biggest risk that may materialize as they see better economic activity and they'll keep raising rates until you know uh so we got we have you know we, we have, have uh, adverse consequences we have movement on trade we have movement on geopolitical concerns yep you know with uh, north korea we got some good things going on Yep. We've got, you know, some bank regulation being reduced overall in the economy. Businesses are operating better. Repatriation of capital, really good earnings, and the market is stuck in quicksand. We think it's going to move higher because yeah. all of that. I think that quicksand is going to firm up a little uh, bit this so. summer as, you know, the summer heat dries it out a little bit and you people know, start running. I think we've had, you know, there'll be a little party, we've summer had the, party. We've had the sails up on, yep. on Matt's new boat, but there's no wind. 
Now the Not wind, yet. the wind's going to come Not in. Not yet, and we're going to take off. I think so. Yeah. I think we're going to rev that thing up. Yeah, you know. And uh, so, guys, like, look, man, that's that's like bull bear radio for this week. Loading you up on a, a bunch of good stuff here. Earnings are crushing it. Tax cuts. Economy should be killing it sometime uh continue to kill it oh by the way i'm sorry Dividend we're not, we're not done yet we're not backs. done yet man there's some good we're stuff not done there. yet so cat right i'm going to make this point because people are miss they misunderstand uh they misunderstood what they said yeah okay what cat said caterpillar came out and said this might be the peak the peak for earnings growth yeah in percentage terms right so yeah we've got 25 percent earnings increase you know, through uh, a week or so ago on the this quarter over last year's quarter. That's yep. right, twenty four point, which is a, a big move on top of a positive quarter last year, right? So if you think about this in dollar terms, though, fourth quarter we it's had been a huge a big increase, increase, right? Yes, it's been a huge increase. So even though you have more dollars, right, and if you take a lesser percentage growth rate, say ten percent, cut it in half, it's still ten percent. Of a much much bigger number, sure. Earnings, so it might be total earnings are going to rise in terms baby. of yeah. It might be equivalent in terms of hey, we could really see substantial growth. It's just that the growth rate is less than it was. You know, twenty five percent seems really impressive. Twenty five percent on a a much smaller number, which was a, an improving number, but then it's ten percent on a really big number, which is a lot of growth. It's huge increase in earnings and revenue. And one last thing: analyst estimates at the beginning of the year for f at, at on on January first for first quarter earnings were eleven point three percent growth. We're at 24, almost 25% for the first quarter in the can. Analysts were wrong. Again. Again, and by a wide margin. And we're looking at really good analyst estimates for next quarter. Ugh. And it's, but they're slow, yeah, yeah. slowing throughout of course. the rest of the year. Of course. At the beginning of the quarter, on 331... And companies are trying to manage expectations so they can be... They had lifted their expectations from 11% to 17%, and we're still at 24. That was only a couple of months ago. Analysts are chasing earnings in terms of revisions, mm -hmm. and we think that that's going to continue to happen for a sure, little while. Sure. I think they're a little... They're, they're like mixed up max. The sun's out. Let's enjoy it. Get some suntan lotion and get on a beach, baby. Buy some stocks and hold on. Could get, be an get some returns. Summer. Could be a good. Could summer. be hot. Could, Could be, be hot. hot. Could be a hot market, man. Yep. All right, that's Bull Bayer Radio for this week. Uh, you know, like I said, check us out on the uh, the Instagram Bull Bayer Radio, and you know, check out our handles on Twitter: WBI President, WBI CEO, WBI Investments. I mean, we're at WBIinvestments.com. Check us out on LinkedIn. You know. And again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, check it out on Google Play or iTunes. Do it. Hey, folks, are you a bull or a bear? Let us know on, uh, you know, on uh, Twitter, you know. We're going to collect. We're going to find out what the public thinks. We are. We'll, po we'll post a, a little bit of uh, a poll. Yep. And we ask you to participate. The bull bear poll, baby. Light it up. All right. We'll talk to you. See you next week. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. 
Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stock discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly in this podcast, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time and there's always a possibility of loss. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or from any other investment professional. To the extent that you have any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issue discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or the professional advisor of your choosing. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Information pertaining to WBI's advisory operations services and fees is set forth in WBI's disclosure statement in Part 2A of Form 80B, a copy of which is available upon request.